Hey, everybody, and thank you for checking out this special edition of the Tuesday Special Podcast. Uh, this is usually where I throw you some sponsors, but not not this episode. No sponsors. Uh, this is going to be just raw, cut, and real. Uh, with with this podcast, I have the ability to uh, capture some very unique audio and share it uh, with my listeners, and that's that's what this episode is. It, as you read, this is a special special episode. And what it is is uh, I'm sitting down with Brian Kanabrowski. He's one of my like my business, I guess, partner. I should say he he owns PWX. So I, I'm like the second hand, but we're we're partners in that. Uh, make a lot of decisions together. And uh, this Sunday we are facing the biggest show we've ever done in the history of the company. Brian's on the company for about six or seven years now, uh, and even before that, like if you listen to the podcast episode with Tyshawn, like this is the biggest show we've ever done in the history of the company, no matter who the owner was. And uh, everybody likes to look in from the outside and assume what and what's going through the minds of the people that are running everything, the people that are putting it all together. And uh, I wanted to eliminate that. I'll, this conversation between me and Brian is a very real conversation between two people that have goals, have dreams, have ambitions. And uh, a lot of that is going to come to a head this Sunday. And uh, I hold no punches back. I, I told Brian before we started recording that this is going to be like a real conversation that me and you would have in a conference room, which is weird because we were in the conference room at Cabarrus Brewing Company. But like if me and you were in a business talk and we're going to talk as business partners, we're going to talk as friends, we're going to talk as brothers. And uh, it, it gets sometimes it gets emotional. Sometimes it, it, it brings a lot to light. Uh, I love how Brian explained a lot of things in this. And uh, yeah, I think it brings it brings a different a different uh, side to me and Brian that people don't necessarily get to see. Uh, so I'm very proud of this interview. I'm very proud of this. I don't even want to say an t- interview. I'm very proud of this talk that I that I capture on audio for everyone to listen to uh, as we build up in four, well, three days when this is released in three days this Sunday, July 7th at Grady Cole Center in Charlotte, North Carolina with uh, New Japan Talents, Rocky Romero and Rapungi 3K. And of course, as I said, the legendary Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, it's it's going to be such an such an amazing event, and I think it's captured in the audio. So that's enough of me just telling you about what what this episode is going to be. I think it's about time for you to check it out. So if you're listening to this, thank you. If uh, you want to share it, I, I encourage you to share it all over social media and get it out there so people understand what it's like from the other side. And we talk about it all. And once again, like I'm very proud. Thank you to Brian for sitting down with me. He didn't have to do this. Uh, we, we open ourselves to a lot of scrutiny and a lot of a judgment, but, uh, but it was, it was very, it was, it was, we felt very strongly about wanting to do this and getting it out. So without further ado, this is a very, very, very real conversation about two guys. They're going to change the world on Sunday. Hope you do it. Great news. Yep. So as we record this, it is right now Wednesday afternoon. 
in what four days four days four days we step into i say we i mean you when i say we i say we you you as a personal businessman and business owner we as a company step into one of the most stressful slash riskful slash potentially rewarding and goal achievement events that we've ever done. Yeah, scary as hell. Yeah, and that's like that's what we're gonna try to get across here is like we can come on a podcast episode and, and this isn't to gain sympathy from anyone. This isn't to I mean we we like we've made the choices. You from a personal standpoint, from a business standpoint made the choice that we're going to do this. We're going to fund this. I say, so when I say we, I have been very open. This is PWX and Brian's money. Mm-hmm. Not I have no financial ties to this company. I'm the one entrusted in making decisions and helping run this company. Correct. So from a, so when I say, I don't want to, I don't want people to get confused when I say we, I mean, we as a company, the financial risk is solely on Brian. So he has probably 10 times more stress on him than I have on myself and I have a lot. So I'm feeling for you. And I've been in that promoter sense before or that promoter mindset and had that money risk factor. Not to this, not to this extent. Definitely but, not to this extent. I mean, I'm so from a pro- promoter's point of view, this is probably more of an investment than the 2015 X 16. Yeah. Which was an absolute total failure disaster i think i think we've already surpassed that correct so but me being nervous i mean i i know from a promoting point of view Mm -hmm. i've done everything and then some oh i agree 100 percent. to where the exposure for this show is the highest i think we've ever had in the actual city of charlotte yeah I mean, before we continue, I'm sitting with Brian Kanabrowski, and we're talking about uh, anybody that's listening to this. I assume is aware that we that we're that you own Premier Wrestling Experience, and I am a VP of something. Uh, it changes all the Live time. Events, yeah, slash like slash talent slash production production slash. slash it just I'm the I'm I'm the helper, <laughs> but. So we have this Sunday, we have a PWX legend at Grady Cole Center. And we'll get into that here in a second about the goal associated with that and how that came about. And I remember the initial conversation with that. And, uh, yeah, the, the most money we've, that Brian's ever put on the line, uh, the mo- probably the biggest talent that we've ever pursued and gotten. Correct. I, don't, I mean, yeah. Most advertising. Yeah. Most advertising we've ever done. Uh, most, most ever spent on a venue. Most ever spent on labor for a venue. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no, not most for a venue. Well, yeah, no, not most for the actual venue. Because Benton yeah. Convention Benton Center was insane. technically more per day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's nuts. It's absolutely so, ludicrous. So if you think... Like I'm just going to warn everybody before we get into this hour-long conversation. If you think this is going to be like two wrestling promoters uh, putting over the show, we are going to put over the show, but like putting over the show for an hour and telling you how amazing, we know it's going to be amazing. We know everybody on our roster is pumped. 
We know the the everybody behind the curtain is pumped. Every like you can feel the energy already, and we're four days away from it. Uh, we know our our fan base is pumped, so we we're not selling that. That's not what this is about. This is uh, we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to break this down, like break down all the walls. Oof. And this is we're not getting details of how much money we spent and and this and that, but this is gonna be like Patrick and Brian sitting down. I'll give you normal show versus this show. No, as no, no. We don't need a, numbers. No, no, we don't no. need numbers. As a ratio, yes. As an actual number, no. Oh, so a normal show is one third of what we spend on this show, roughly. Maybe a quarter. I'm okay. getting close. One on quarter. quarter. Okay. So this is this this whole podcast episode is going to be Patrick and Brian sitting down, contemplating decisions that were made, uh, what we could have done better, what we thought we what we think we've done to the max of our abilities. And our hopes and uh, hopes and I don't want to say hopes and dreams, but our hopes and expectations. And on the other side, if we if we pull this thing off and fill up Greedy Cole Center and get that notoriety and and make this the biggest show in PWX history, like what what's next? Like what what do we transition to? Oof. So we don't have to get into that now. That'll be okay. the last of it. You're so, driving, boss. Yeah. So first off, we. We've we've never really talked about our work with New Japan mm-hmm. publicly, and we're not going to give any details. But it's common knowledge that we helped New Japan with the Charlotte and Nashville shows. Correct. And and we've been we we made a good impression with them, and uh, we've created a working relationship with them. And like now we'll help them in future in future shows that they've done. They that's not one of the, any of the bigger shows like. We don't help with Dallas. We don't help with uh, the uh, the August shows that I know of yet. Not August. anything. Anything they use their production stuff for that we do like house shows for them. That's that's the way I put it to people. Yep. So with with all of that, we formed a relationship with Rocky mm-hmm. Romero and Kevin Kelly, and Kevin's kind of the catalyst of this. Correct. Correct. So we asked Kevin to come in. You're going to have to talk a lot more than you are, Brian. Okay. I can't, I can't narrate this whole thing because I'm running out of breath already. Right. So, so John put us in contact with Kevin. John Scaler put us in contact with Kevin. And we got in touch with Kevin and invited him in to do X16 two years ago. Two years yeah, ago. two years ago. And after X16, Kevin expressed interest in working with us on more on a regular basis or more – more so when he's in the States and he's not in Japan doing New Japan stuff. Take it from there because I'm running out of air. It's okay. So pretty much, uh, other than New Japan, he's working for us. And I think Kevin's schedule, he enjoys that. Yeah, I don't say I don't I don't like saying he's working he's working with us. With us. He helps okay. us like in he many different in many, many ways. different aspects yeah. of the company. Um, and he's been very uh, beneficial to have in whatever role we ask of him. I mean, Kevin's the type of person that he's been around the business a long time. If I need some advice as a promoter, I'll ask him. If, if, if you need some advice on the production side, Mm -hmm. ask him. And and Kevin doesn't hold back with us and he's going to tell you, well, that's stupid or that's a Mm -hmm. good idea or, Hey, I saw what you did. Nice job, whatever. I mean, he's going to, you know, shoot us straight when it comes to working with us as a part of the company. Well, the thing I love the most about Kevin is when when Kevin joined, like, f- officially joined the team 
and it is a team effort. Uh, he didn't step in like throwing weight around. He stepped in as just a person who had the same goal as we did, and that's that's to see PWX grow as as big as it can and be successful month to month and get us to a point, push us to a point that we never thought we could get to. And that's the common goal of the team. And that if that doesn't, if that says anything, that shows you the character that Kevin Kelly has. And he can easily, with, with his resume and what he's done and uh, the fact that he is probably the best commentator or play-by-play or, or even I could say play-by-play or color or anything, just the best at telling a story Getting you, getting you sucked into a match, even if you have no idea who these people are. Like, Kevin is the absolute best in the world at that. He has that type of resume. And with that type of resume, he steps in with no ego. Not at all. And just, and, and just shares that common goal because he saw a product and he believed in that product. That's what I love about Kevin the most. And I feel like I've expressed that to him so I can express it on a public forum. <laughs> So I mean, but yeah, I mean, Kevin's Kevin's been ve- been very beneficial. Kevin's been very beneficial to us. Um, Rocky and I text pretty often now, which yeah. is which is kind of crazy because we'll even joke text. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were up in New York helping uh, with WrestleCon, mm-hmm. um, well, let's let's before we jump into okay. New York, yeah, let's travel back to New Orleans. Was okay. it, New, no, it, was in, it was New Orleans it was New or Orleans. Dallas? It was New Orleans. New Orleans where you, you met Tiger. I met with Tiger and met okay. with Rocky. So, uh, so tell me, so you, you took the initiative. Yes. Did it now because Kev was, Kev, Kevin, was Kevin working with us by then, Kevin right? Kevin was just started working with us, and he said, when you see Rocky and Tiger in New Orleans, mm-hmm. they already know you're going to sit down together. Okay. Just um, sit down and chat with them so they can get to know you. Just sit down and chat just so they can get to know yeah. you. Okay. Um, I introduced myself. Because mm-hmm. um, I know I wasn't there for this. I was off doing the shows. And then I found out. I this, snuck this, off. Yeah. I was like, I. I so, sorry. Sorry. For the, well, the high, no. The this group, was. I snuck off for a little bit. This was on Sunday. Okay. This is when we didn't have shows. I no was shows. Yes. doing something. I don't know what I was doing, but I was doing. Oh, I was doing the breakfast. You with were doing, Corky. Yes, you okay. were doing the breakfast with Corky. I was helping That's with right. the Steve Austin stuff. Took mm-hmm. a break. We had a, you know, a two-hour break in between the morning session with Steve Austin and mm-hmm. the afternoon session with Steve Austin. So I used that time to go into the convention, pull them aside, and we just sat and talked. And it was it was one of those where, and we'll get to it in Nashville too, because yeah. at six o'clock in the morning, this all occurs again. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm up talking with Tiger and. You know some of the the New Japan, yeah, crew. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those where you're 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 humbled. You're kind of almost marking out, but not really marking out. And you know it's like you've got you've got that mindset of okay, I've got to make a good impression. I've yeah. got to be very respectful. A lot of people don't get the Japanese business culture is totally different than yeah. U.S. business culture. We are so far casual. I got a funny story about that. <laughs> so, um, but it's but like I don't want to get caught up in the like minor details because yeah, we'll, then we'll, mean, be, here was, for, we'll no, be here for we'll be here for hours. I mean, it was it was great. You know, we sat, we talked. You know, so that was like well, I started was, asking. I said, hey, I'd really. I was like, you can ask anybody in in North America our reputation. I think we've mm-hmm. got a pretty positive reputation yeah. of how we treat the boys mm-hmm. uh, and girls and. You know, 
what type of expectations they should expect. I mean, there's a reason why I use a particular branded hotel, and there's a reason why, you know, we always have a car at the airport ready that's on call Mm -hmm. that they know of. Okay, all I've got to do is text what door I walk out of, jump in a car, and And boom, they're at the venue, or boom, they're at the hotel. I mean, that's the type of stuff that you've got to have in place because if it's important to the fans that the details are yeah hit on my detail list then it's important that the talent that we bring in from outside also experiences that yeah so when they're working impact and when they're working AEW, when they're working wwe down the road and you know if it's and that's one of the things where it's like the guys know how they're going to be treated and there's a level of expectations well it's it's or a, a standard that i like to put in place that they have mm-hmm. so when someone leaves wwe mm-hmm we have those early opportunities and we have that ability to communicate with some guys and say, Hey, can you get me in touch with so-and-so I'd like to bring them in when they're not, when the non-compete is done. Yeah. And and I think it's something that people overlook a lot, but it's, it's a, it's a very, I want not to downplay. It's a minor step of the process that a lot of people, that a lot of promoters overlook, but when you do it consistently, then you create a consistent like relationship with wrestlers who will who will share these pleasant experiences about your promotion with other companies, because I think a lot of a lot of what helped us when we were trying to form this relationship was when we were able to get Juice yes. Break Sixteen. Yep. But we've also like Sammy was in New Japan for a while. And, Elgin and, was in New Japan for a while. Both of them had been AJ over for AJ. Years. Yeah. Had gone to New Japan, even though we only used him once, it was a very, very positive and fun and very good experience. And he's expressed to us before that he had a very good time and that we were he's treated like gold. Um, like, and then Juice came and Juice shared the message of like, listen, these guys, like we we had Gallows who who had been in for a little bit who we took care of and we had a good time with. I mean, it's just like when you consistently uh, treat these guys with respect and don't try to cut corners and and it might cost a little bit more, but you're taking care of the talent that you book. They appreciate that, and then that all of that intricate detail comes into play later down the road when you have like Juice and Kevin, and and sometimes Rocky and maybe Tiger from his talk with you, like telling the New Japan office, like, no, these guys seem like they're really good. They're really good. These guys seem like they know what they're doing, and and they, it's, it it'll be a pleasure to go. And that leads to the New Japan USA office contacting us and wanting to work with us for the North for the North Carolina Grady Cole show. And uh, before we jump into that, uh, like Grady Cole shares a special place in your heart. And did it share a special place before they were they were thinking about tearing it down? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've like I've been there. I, I wrestled a really crappy show there like fifteen years ago, probably. That I don't even like to tell people about. I wish the rent was. The oh, same as oh, what I know. It was, it was like there was maybe ago. maybe a hundred people. There it was insane, I, and I, and that's my only time I've ever been in that building. Besides when I went to Ring of Honor, Big Bang, right? One of their first out pay per views, and uh, and the New Japan show. I mean, for me, that building just from a promoter's point of view. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have. I wouldn't say big shoes to fill, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's an example in the Carolinas of Jim Crockett and JCP yeah. that I'm trying to push ourselves to get as close to that level as we possibly can 
without touring and, and doing it seven days a week. The, okay, now, so. do you think that's possible? It's hard from a bi-monthly. Um, yeah. And in today's day and age, it's hard because anybody can rent a wrestling ring and anybody can put on a show. True. Back then it was, you know, he had a monopoly in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say a monopoly is necessary, but unfortunately fans aren't educated enough to see the quality differences. Well, yeah, I mean, it's... It's that's a, it's that's gone a hard from, pill for some to swallow. I th- yeah, I think it's gone from, like, let's let's pay the... I, let's let's go see this show because it's the best. To let's go support our friends that's wrestling on these shows. Correct. And when when that happens, then you get lumped into, well, these these guys. I saw these guys wrestle on this show for five dollars. Why they why do they want me to pay twenty dollars for a general admission ticket here? And I and I was stressed it. And I'm not going to take this podcast as the time that we like the wrestling is half the show Correct. for PWX. The re, the other side of the experience. Correct. Is the the time and effort that Kevin Pierce and Cody Green and me and you and Feltner and Brett and Kevin and John and Corey and anybody that either plans, puts together, does production, puts those Cliff puts those lights up, like we don't have to do all that. We can charge five dollars or ten dollars a ticket, not make any money, and just put a ring in a room and not have a TVs up and not have screens up and not have any lights and not do these big entrance videos. Like, we can do that, but that's not what we choose to do. And, and I made the choice uh, right before February was to make the investment in all of that stuff. Exactly. For, to kind of set an example for New Japan that they saw. It's like, oh, well, all we really needed was just an entrance to hang our curtain on. Yeah. I mean, and that's like that's what and sets... they got a full setup production mm-hmm. that's as good as some of the stuff that they run over there yeah. in Japan. And, uh, I mean, they ran less stuff in California the mm-hmm. weekend prior. Yeah. Uh, in late January that we then, that we actually had. But, I mean, from that point is, I think in February it was like, okay, Brian can kind of pick the venues, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm... Well we, well, we educated them on venues, yeah, and, uh, good venues, and they they gave us the... They gave us the responsibility, mainly you, me. I was more on the production side of it, but mainly you is to let's find, like, find us some good venues in Charlotte, or what's some good venues in Charlotte, and what's some good venues in Nashville or Atlanta. And that was actually, yeah, and Atlanta yeah. was actually the first choice, but on Super yeah, Bowl but it was weekend, Super Bowl weekend, that was not was, happening yeah. at a cost that yeah anybody wanted to pay. Um, not to mention trying to find a venue. You know, to to do the turnaround on time to promote it correctly and all that was yeah. not going to happen in Atlanta. And I think Nashville stepped up, and I think they were pleasantly surprised. Oh yeah, especially with the with the slim time frame they had to promote that show, and, the, and like the visa issues and all this and that. And it was still an amazing show. It's, it's on uh, New J- NJPWWorld.com. It's on their New Japan World uh, app and or on demand service. But so, so we'll fast forward. We get through the New Japan uh, USA shows. Uh, they were both very successful. Uh, like, Tezuka Shizuki was happy. Uh, we had so much fun with those guys. We had, like, they're so professional. I love every, every, every single person on the New Japan team is professional and just good people. Like, solid people. 
and like and it's very down to earth. Not, yes, and, uh, I mean, I was intimidated when we first met them. Yeah, um, but by the time by the time we were at Hebron, just talking to them, yeah, about like trying a moving plan. Yeah. Like we were talking to them like we were friends and we knew each other, and like we were making we could make suggestions, and they would say, "Well, we like this idea. Let's try to do this." I mean, it's it's a very good relationship. And even though our relationship now is basically through email and some text and phone calls, they are still like just uh, it's their joy to work with. But so th- with the success of that uh, came the notion that after the Dallas show was announced, that hey, like this is Liger's last year. Uh, why? What if we wanted to do something in Charlotte? Like after the Dallas show, and to me and you, surprise, we were like, "I don't think that's going to happen." <laughs> like here's but, a, here's a list of six. Yeah, let's but, go ahead and see what we can ask yeah, for. Yeah, uh, let's let's try to take advantage of this opportunity. And we sent we sent a list of six people yep. that we that we were interested in that we'd want to use. Uh, basically, I mean, in theory, like I don't know if I should put this out there. In theory, is like no matter the cost, like we at first. And like this is opportunity. Point blank, it was no matter like, the cost. This this is something that we've worked for for probably two years now, and that Kevin has busted his ass to try to get. Rocky put his name on the line for us. Like I don't, I'm not sure. I I, I haven't got any details of Tiger put a, put in a good word for us. Like people have put in their word, like on our name, and we take that like we're not like we take that seriously. Absolutely. Like like when Mike gave us. Like when Mike gave me, I can speak from my perspective, gave me the WrestleCon shows mm-hmm. and told me to figure out the look of the building and figure out the production and make sure they run smooth. That's your job. Like I, t- I, I tell him, yes, I can do that. And they will live up to the hype that people expect. They will live up to the expectations every year that I'm a part of it. Like I take that to heart. Like there's so, nothing so that's so going to stop me. Mine on the front of the curtain mm-hmm. and trying to help people sit is – like this year, New York was tough, man. Yeah, that yeah, first year very. was rough. Uh, kind of backstory. Anytime you see me yelling at Brian, me and Brian yelling at each other. Backstory is automatic tickets. There was two sections labeled identical that you can couldn't tell. Yeah, who was it was who. a t- it was a ticketing issue, not a personnel issue. Correct. So it was it was not to is, mention we had to move some sections because mention, of vision problem. Like not to mention that. If we would have put a third row on the balcony, you no one would anything. have been able to see anything. Um, and then there were some spots to where, okay, they measured out 36 seats and I can only fit 28. I mean, it just it was to the point where I was like, all right, let's move these people. Let's put an announcement out there. So it took, you know, that first night yeah. to get it oh, healed. Yeah. Us versus the world. That yes. Was, was oh, that the God. first night? Yes. And, I mean, it was so – The second day wasn't bad. The third day was – Smooth. Smooth as can be. Once I knew that, okay, these tickets were kind of sold mm-hmm. to match these tickets, let's go ahead and rework those. Yeah. We, we added This the is flex. the brilliance of now this And this is working with a union yeah. who didn't <laughs> will let me it move a care. chair. And anyone who knows me yeah. knows that I literally have to have a chair in my hand move to chairs. make sure that someone is comfortable and seated correctly. Yes. And we added, I think, 136 floor seats yeah. That were not even there mm-hmm. um, to make sure that came off and be like, all right, I'm taking you out of the balcony. I got to put you in this cornered section, but you're going to be, look, instead of being up in the nosebleeds and yeah, you're gonna be right 160 here in the floor. feet away, I got you 17 like, feet away from the corner of the ring. Yeah. 
I'm trying here. Yeah. Just work with me, folks. Um, but that was the hard part of that. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those where I think anytime, and I, Mike, I think, has seen this to where anytime I take emotional investment, even if it's not one of our yeah. PWX shows. Yeah. That Somebody I'm, entrusts you in having that responsibility. You take emotional investment. I'm, I'm invested in making sure that every fan has the Ritz-Carlton treatment experience yeah and the Ritz-Carlton treatment at any live event that I'm associated with whether okay. it's New Japan whether it's WrestleCon or a PWX event or a pure event definitely I want to make sure they're as happy as I can get them gotcha I believe that so long story short we were waiting 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 and it took forever like, yeah I mean and then we get the list back of like okay this is who's First, approved. We got the approved list. The approved list. Then we had to send off our yeah our requested matches. Then all of that got approved. And then when all of this happens, like this is probably a week before the rooftop show. Yeah. So what was it? May? Let's say around May eighteenth. No. Uh, no. 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 Because the rooftop show was June second. Yes. Yeah, so so it'd be late May. Eighteenth and eighteenth and twenty seventh of May. It was right before because I had to throw the graphic and the intro or the video together. So in your mind, I know in my mind, like whenever whenever I got the email, we we got the email and you sent we you called me and we got on the phone and then we're like, okay, it's gonna happen. So, like, I from my experience as a promoter, you can talk about something and it's amazing to talk about and build you build build it up in your mind, right? But when that financial burden is slapped you, slaps you in the face, was like, okay, now you have the opportunity to do something do something special that really no other company can do. Like I I know you, so I know your answer, but the people listening might not know you. Like I know that you're going to be like, Oh, Oh hell yeah. Like balls to the wall. Let's go. I'm I'm, I'm already on the the gas, baby. I know that. I know that. So, but I'm like, whole like, I mean, without, for lack of a better term, like, holy shit. Not only, and it was, and, and it, I mean, I was, there giddy, was, I was giddy for like five hours. There was just, a piece that was like, oh, this is going to be amazing to be a part of this. Because like I said, there's only like three things in my life in wrestling. I've, I mean, I've been a part of some epic stuff, but there's three things that I, that like we built that uh, this will be the third. The first one was Jake winning the title. Mm-hmm. That was in, like one of the most emotional moments of my entire life. Well, I'll say, I'll say this will be the fourth Cedric's last match. Because yep. I saw Cedric like grow and get to where he is, and the uh, the last one was uh, AJ and Cedric, or it was AJ Cedric. Then like AJ and Cedric was the first time that I had stepped out, like took my headphones off and all my stuff off from a production standpoint, and just stood in the crowd and just felt the energy. It was like I can't believe this is happening, and I feel like that's what's going to happen. I can't take my headphones off because I'll be editing the show, but on Sunday, but like. I want to take that second and just be like, I mean, I did kind of with the New Japan stuff. Like I walked around during the last last match and just felt the energy and been like, I was this smiling is, that whole night. I oh mean, yeah, it was, just, it's, it was one of those where. So I've set. I keep setting goals for us as a company. Yeah. Um, this took a while, mm-hmm. but it's a goal met. Well, th- you know, I think, and work. So I mean, I've had goals of hey, I want to help promote a show in. Grady Cole. Yeah. Okay, so that happened in February. And now we're right around the corner, beginning of July. And now it's your company. And now it's us. And I was like, 
uh, okay. I mean, let's, I'm like, go for it. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, life is about risks. I mean, my goal eventually is this is what I want to do full time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and I, I'll make, I'll make sacrifices, unfortunately make sacrifices in personal life and personal business mm-hmm. to push, to really push. I mean, it, it's like, what's the way I could look at it? It's like your car dies on the side of the road, mm-hmm. but you're not on the shoulder. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But it's like, I'm going to keep pushing until we get it on the shoulder because I don't want to get hit by a car. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of a little bit of a metaphor, it's, but it's like, all right, yeah. I'll, I ran out of gas because I was driving too fast. You yeah, because like, you weren't oh, paying, well, you were paying attention to the, what the road ahead as opposed to what was right in front of it. Correct. Yeah. And, I under, Yeah, I get it. And, and but it's, it's one of those where it's like, I'm excited, nervous. It's every bit of emotions. You know, I'm, I'm extremely humbled. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know how important that building is to wrestling in Charlotte. Yeah. And, and for me, that is, it's extremely important that if someone's never been to a PWX show and they're coming just to see Liger and, yeah. and we're introducing them to the product, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that they kind of see what we all care about and what we're all invested in and and what we're trying to do with the brand yeah as as and i, I, I you sometimes don't like the word but as a family of of talent yeah you know it's like we've we've all kind of that's not that i don't like the word it's that we need to be careful how we use that word right it's it's kind of one of those where we've each kind of com- car- compartmentalized ourselves yeah to where we fit together like a really good puzzle right now. Yeah. Um, and it's painting that picture of puzzle pieces and, and, and each show is different, Yeah, you know, to where each show is a different puzzle, whether it's a hundred piece puzzle or a 50 piece puzzle, like mm-hmm. you were, we were a kid or a 20 piece wood puzzle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Each piece is a puzzle of what we're going to be able to do that weekend on that show. Yeah. And that's, that's what's important because even the fans and their reactions are a part of that puzzle exactly because the most i want people who have never been to a pwx show to be addicted and return to another pwx show after they leave on sunday i got you you know and the, we're touching so many people who what, have never heard of pwx mm-hmm. with this yeah that i mean it's our highest i mean from an analytics point of view it's our highest count anything mm-hmm. you know we're t- we're on every media format that is out there right now yeah I mean, it's at the point where I've got, you know, people I don't know sending me a text message. People that I used to work for three years ago, they're like, hey, I was watching SmackDown, saw a commercial. Yeah. Congratulations. Or, yeah. hey, I'm listening to Pandora and your commercial just got through. And, mm-hmm. hey, I was watching something on YouTube. Or, hey, I'm browsing Variety and your ads are showing up. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like I'm trying to touch as many people just to make them aware of it. But then at the same time, I'm going to feel so bad if... Someone who wants to come either doesn't feel like they can afford to come, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm constantly working on promo codes yeah. and all that stuff, and I'm constantly trying to gauge the market on that. That's a hard, that's a hard line. To, it's impossible yeah. because it's like, okay, and then I'm trying not to tick off people who bought, and yeah. everything's based on demand, so I'm trying to price based on demand. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't want someone, and here, here's what's crazy. Our demographic or number 
of people who want to come to our show is the lowest 50% of income in the United States. Really? It's not someone who makes six figures. Yeah. You know, it's someone who may be on public assistance who has to make a choice in tickets. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. um, but, like, that's why I'm trying to do, like, ticket contests and, yeah. you know, and vet ticks donations and, all, and you know, um, foster kids. I mean, I've made a ton of donations, you know, and blocked off sections just for them. Yeah. Because I want them to experience that and have the experience this is a one-time only for yeah, Decent Thunder the cra- I mean, like, yeah. that's the crazy. And that's the hardest. We're producing it. That's the hardest thing to wrap my mind around. I mean, it's because I think what, like, to touch on what you were talking about, a lot, what a, when a lot of people, and this isn't me getting on my soapbox, when a lot of people look at us, because, I mean, in theory, me and you, like, we're the faces. You're, you're the face, but me and you are the faces of PWX. And, and you're, like, you hold more of that, you hold more of that weight than I do. Because people see people say Brian, Brian, Brian. Yep. I try I try to stay in the background as much as possible until I do podcasts like this. <laughs> but uh like they don't see the struggle. Like they don't see the journey from like it's, it's eighteen, nineteen hours dude, a day. They don't well they don't see the journey from you losing an insane amount of money the first year you own this company. And then and then like almost us, six figures. Yeah. I mean and it then, was nuts. It was yeah. stupid. It was ridiculous. And if then I, could, us, I posted something the other day on that. If I could go back in time and do twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen over, mm-hmm. we're three times bigger than what we are now. Well it's just like like if, if like I would have just spent money in different places. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna put everybody into my mindset for a second. Like when like whenever I was having this conversation with Katie the other day, whenever things happen, like when Elijah retired. Yeah, like the first thing I thought about was talking to him about coming back and doing the syndicate when he wanted to quit then. Yeah, or he was thinking have I shouldn't say he wanted to quit. He he was thinking about just being done with wrestling then. Right, and and the and he's all the had an all, amazing year and all the moments that he had from that point on. And it's like I remember sitting down with you and being like, "Listen, man, we need to restructure. Mm-hmm. We need to restructure. We need a new game plan. You can't continue to lose money like this." And us restructuring and then falling. And then building back up, and then falling, and then building back up, and then X sixteen, this big thing that we've been wanting to do, fails miserably, Oof. and having to and having to fight and build back up, and just hurdle after hurdle after hurdle, and now, like we we've reached, I don't want to say the pinnacle, We're, but this we've isn't but, a pinnacle for but us. This like is, this is this is a, a milestone for us. This is no matter no matter what people perceive us in the wrestling public or the wrestling North Carolina wrestling scene, you can perceive us as the top dogs. You can perceive us as the top promotion as the best of the, of the Southeast. However you want to perceive us like three or four years ago, we, we had no, no like confidence in that we were that this, we, this, we know we have a good product. We don't, we don't set out every show as you, as you just stated saying we're, we're going to give we, – we set out saying we're going to give the best show we can. We're, we don't set out we're going to make every other show look like crap. That's not our mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to present the best experience you can ever have from a non-corporate like, wrestling company. Did I say that right? Yeah. Like from, from the second you walk in the door to the second you leave, this is going to be the best experience you've ever had at a non-WWE, TNA – AEW, non whatever corporately owned. non corporately owned event like that. That's our goal, and that means yes, we will we will spend the money to get the best talent 
in the in North and South and North South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, New Jersey, like all up and down the East Coast and sometimes the West Coast. Right. Like we will spend the money to bring them in. But at the end of the day, it's about every ass that's sitting in that venue having the best time of their life. And when you look at legend, not only do you get to come and have the best, absolute best time of your life with amazing action and amazing like experiences all throughout, you get to be a part of history. And that, that's the toughest thing to wrap my head around. And it's, I don't think people are looking at it that way sometimes. You know what I mean? Even myself sometimes. For me, it's a stupid, crazy show. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a, it's a, you know, what what do they call it? One of those uh, stupid, crazy super shows, you know? But at the same time, it's like the opportunity to be a part of history of A, being in that building, mm-hmm. but more importantly, B, being a part of Liger's retirement tour. Yeah. And him making a stop specifically for us in Charlotte mm-hmm. makes it that much more special. And, I mean, it's it's absolutely mind-blowing. You know, when you think of it in, in that detail, you know, I mean, I've been so busy running around doing mm-hmm. stuff like I'm a 21-year-old kid yeah. that I can't keep up with the people I'm hanging out with anymore because I'm, I'm wrestling really right now in 2019 is, is built around relationships. Yeah. That's the fans' relationship to the talent, the fans' relationship to the promotion or mm-hmm. the brand um the product and then you've got on the back side of that you've got all these companies that got these little minor major relationships mm-hmm. and and how you can make sure that those relationships flourish and those relationships grow that's really what wrestling industry should be like 24 yeah. 7 mm-hmm. um it's hard because when you've gone so long with one company having 90% or 95% of control or the money in the industry, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough for, and I'm so- talking stateside, yeah. it, it's tough for anyone to get a piece of that 100%. Yeah, you know, it's like there's five percent spread spread out spread out among the correct. rest of the rest of the country. Correct, and that's the hard part because yeah. I mean, you've got you know one company that's running what six shows a weekend. Mm-hmm. If you include house shows, maybe they're doing eight. Yeah, I mean, when you talk multiple tours and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and it's tough because I really wish the fans would would see it maybe from my eyes every once in a while and yeah. see what the potential is for hey look if 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 every fan invited 20 people yeah and let's say 10 of them showed up mm-hmm. right who had never been to a PWX event imagine the growth that we would have yeah from that and just for them to be able to experience it you know it's like and i mean cuz you get some fans who come every once in a while. You get some fans that come every show. Yeah. You get some fans that come every third show. You get some fans that come just to Only come when they're in their Concord town. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's hard because it's like, man, we pick Charlotte. Charlotte is our hub. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the center of where we're at. Yeah. Um, 
I picked Grady Cole because of the history of yeah. that building. Um, I really want, there's not a bad view anywhere in that no, building. No, not at all. Um, and it's, it's amazing to see. And to be such a big building, I mean, it's not a big, big building, but to be as spread it's out as it is, still. it's a very intimate it's venue. Intimate like, I didn't understand that until the New Japan show. Is I was like, man, like this well, isn't, I mean, when you figure it isn't balcony, as big as the, you as They you have a balcony it. there. But yeah. The balcony is so narrow. Yeah. Because but, it's but directly over the bleachers. The balcony is like 15 feet away from the ring. From the ring. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like this place, like looking at it when it's empty, you're like, okay, the ring's going to be here. This is where the entrance is going to be. But once everything's set up, you're like, man, this is a very intimate venue. I was just there this afternoon, yeah. and it's like all the lights were off. And then when you see, and when you walk in the center of that court, mm-hmm. you know, of that building, and you, all the lights click on nice and slow because they're the old school, you yeah. know. Got to warm up. They all got to warm up, and the light comes on in there, and the you know, it's just the history in that building. Yeah, you can feel it. I mean, you could feel it. So many, so many great things for so many years have happened in that Mm -hmm. building. It's important that people get to experience that building. I don't care if it's our show or someone else's. They need to experience wrestling in that building. Yes. being there live for the New Japan show, it's like um, it's it's one of those where you're like, wow, you know? Yeah. It's like it's it's hard it's hard when you're in it because you're working and you have to you have to stay focused on yeah you have sure to you be, address the fans first exactly. Um, but I, I'll probably take some time, no matter what happens on Sunday. Oh yeah. And just be we, like, all right, I can check that one off the bucket list. Yeah. You know. And this um, is what it's all about. I mean, I'd love to run Grady Cole more often. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, and what's crazy is if we were in there four times a year, I know the rent goes down because I already figured that yeah. out on paper. Yeah. But it's like, man, that building would be so special so often. Yeah, and to really bring that back, I mean, it's not like I can do Crockett and run there once a week. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it's like just to be able to but experience to make that, that and be like, a part of that building to make that a, like a central like wrestling hub of Charlotte. Would be amazing. Yeah. But also, like, also it's just speaking from our perspective because that's what we're doing, is you look at the match lineup, and, and I'm, and I'm not going I'm, I'm to skip a few, but I just like this is just off the top of my head, is you have, like, Slim J stepping in as the world champion. Mm-hmm. Somebody who was unknown to PWX over a year ago. 18 months ago. 18 months ago. Here. And and you see the growth in Slim J. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, you see the growth in Cade. You have Tracer X and Adler who have who have like like improved substantially since coming to PWX, like insanely improved, and are on a roll as a tag team, getting the opportunity to go up against the IWGP Junior Heavyweight cha- Junior Heavy Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. I don't know. I think they're still the tag team okay. champions. I don't know. I'm not up to date on my results. Me neither. I think they still have them. Okay. But like getting that opportunity, you get to see like Rocky, who I used to watch in PWG, and who I used to watch. Like I loved when it was him and oh, Kozlov in New Japan and the eye patch and the repeated clotheslines. Like it not not only have I become like a like not friends but it like business associates with him, 
Uh, I get to see him wrestle Harlem, who's one of my good friends. And and then, like, the main event, I get to see – well, take it back to the Invitational. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to see so many people who we've put, like, not our stamp – I don't want to say put our stamp on, like, that we believe in and we've given opportunities to and who have taken advantage of those opportunities get to get to perform on a show like this. And that's, be a part of it. And be a part of it. And then you look at the main event and you have – like five out of the six people outside of Liger. I'm sorry. Four out of the five outside of Liger have been PWX world champions, which means we've put the ball in their court to carry this company. Mm-hmm. That's no knock on Zane. Zane's held the tag team championships numerous times. Him, him and Caleb might be the best tag team in PWX right now. Will Belt say, yes, they are. But like perform- from a performance standpoint. But not only that every person in that ring is a close personal friend of mine. And that's not why the match is made. There's many reasons that we won't get into why the six-man is happening as the main event. And it's not what everybody thinks. It's, be, it's because of something that was done wrong that was made right. It's going to be made right with this match. And If you don't want to talk about it, I will. No. I mean, no. It's, but it's one of those where it's like... That's not that's not our laundry to Okay. That's not our dirty it's, laundry to air out. I will not, but I will say this. They are our brothers. Mm-hmm. Whether no matter whether some of them respect me, don't respect me, don't care. I'm, well, we've I all... still respect I still respect what they do. Yes. And I know they wanna put forth a great performance every single time. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that we can push towards to kind of prove a point that this is this is what should have happened, and, yes. and someone okay. gets a mulligan, yes, then this is then this is a mulligan. Gotcha. Well said. Well said. But it's it's that's like that's what people will overlook the like the amount of work, the fact that Jake's making his return to PWX at this show and he gets this opportunity. I mean, the fact that that Pierce and Fritz. And and like Cody and his team and all these people, like I mean, I said I was gonna say Cliff, but Cliff's done so much crap that it's insane. Like you, all these people get to be a part of this, and that's that's what I'm trying to translate over to the fan base. Is like yeah, I mean, yes, all these guys are gonna put on 110 percent of whatever they can possibly do to yeah. the best of their ability. I mean, they're gonna do. If they could get 150%, that's what they're going to put on. They're going to make, they are going to make sure that every person in that building is entertained, mm-hmm. is happy, remembers the historicalness or whatever. The historical is, nature. Historical nature of the night. Yeah. They're going to appreciate it, but they're also going to work their butts off. I mean, well, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be special for everybody working in the ring, sitting around that ring, behind the camera, behind the curtain. I mean, it's you, you can't put enough historical significance on it. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those where it's damn. We did that th- at the end of the night. There's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be like, "Wow, can't believe we just did that." It happened. Yeah. It's so and, crazy. And whether that's because of what, it's not. I mean, yes, it's nice to be part of. Liger's retirement tour, but yeah. to see all of this come to a complete picture is what I want to see at the yeah. end of the night. 
of how every individual piece lays out, like you're laying out a puzzle yeah. of what, hey, there's a significant moment. Hey, there's another significant moment. Yeah. Life really is built out of significant moments. I mean, we've had a ton of them mm-hmm. as a company. Like um, professionally and personally. Yes. Yeah. To where, I mean, I can look at that and say, oh, man. Like, like how, like there's how things. Did, how did we make it through that one? Yeah. We but there's also on the, on the flip side Holy of that. Cow, there's, I can't believe that. Happened. I, yeah. I can't believe that we were able to do that. And, and a lot of the times we look at that, we look back at that and be like, why didn't I appreciate, I appreciate that more? But like, that's not, that's not Sunday. Like Sunday for me, Sunday, I'm going to have my eyes wide open and appreciate every second of that. And that's, that's what I'm trying once again to translate to the fans is that you can you can take it as us wanting to sell tickets. You can take it as anything like that, but no. Like Brian Brian personally like us as a company but more so Brian personally took a huge risk to make this show happen. From a business and personal financial standpoint. And that's not for him to get rich off of. That's for like him like his drive pushing us as a company to create something that cannot be recreated. Couldn't have said it any better. And that like that's that's our guarantee. That's my guarantee. Because w- the way this works, then not to get into too much detail on how me and Brian work together is when Brian sits you down in your seat and the show starts, that's when my job begins. And that's when it's that's when you're in my hands and my and in our in our guys' hands. And it's my job to make sure that show goes off without a hitch. And it's the best experience that you'll ever have in your life. And you have Brian's guarantee from the amount of ads we see everywhere. (laughs) And you have my guarantee that this is going to be, if not the, one of the greatest PWX experiences that has ever been it, it will be up there with the top two or three. It's going to be hard to top too. I mean, it's going to be in the top three. Now, do you want to play the devil's advocate? Okay. What happens if it fails? It's going to hurt. Um, oof, that's a tough one, Pat. I mean, now, I'm going to get... Okay, so devil's advocate. Well, I had more to that. Okay. What do you consider Failure. What do I consider failure? Because, I mean, I'm I'm an analytics guy, so I know based so on what financials. I spent, yeah. fi- f- financials wise, I know that number. Yeah, number of people in the building, I know that number. Yeah, but the um, idea is, if I don't hit either of the, I mean, the the financial part, I'm really not worried about as much. Yeah, it's more of the sheer number of people I want on, on in honesty in that building. Yeah. Just and that's and that's been like, we've we've had this conversation and you might not wanted me to air it out on this okay. but that's not from a I mean financially we want to do well so we so we make some money and we move on to the next right because it's going to get reinvested in the company yeah I mean it's so, that's, I mean, that's the, the way the a better, business works the better we do the more I invest exactly that's the way a business blank. that's that's I mean, the way a business works but uh, more people, so I, I'll give you a, I'll, no I'll be straight very straightforward for you. I don't take a profit out of the company. It all goes back into the company. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that if if you think I spend PWX money on myself, 
it's never spent on myself. It is yeah. literally spent on reinvesting can, in the company and not going to that and because, increasing the value in the company. Yeah. Um, so everything goes back into the PWX account, mm-hmm. um, and gets like invested in something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it, like, it, it allows us to move forward with, with possibly running Grady Cole more to create that correct. experience to possibly like getting a new, getting upgrading Hebron hall to pot. Like there's so many things that you can upgrade upgrade the company with but the other thing is what i was saying is out of respect to the new japan talent and mostly to liger Mm -hmm. i want that place to be full me too just because i have this is like maybe a a personal obsession i have a vision of liger and all those people and the fans at the end of that night and the appreciation that is shown for the 36 years or 40 years or however long he's like the working. three over three decades that he is that he's given his life to this industry because that's that's another part of what it's all about there's so many delicate pieces to this puzzle like you said that we have to manage and it's not and i don't want to artificially manufacture that that's not what i'm saying i just know that i have this vision of a full uh a full grady cole center like showing their appreciation to probably the greatest cruiserweight to ever live. Mm-hmm. And like, that's my personal wish out of it. I want you to do well financially. <laughs> and I want, and I, and I want, I, just, I don't even want to do well. I want to do okay. Yeah. But I just, I mean, I'm with you. I, I think one of those were, I think you said it best earlier. I want a, so many people to experience what we're going to, what, what we as a company are going to give see them. Him there, I mean, I'm trying to get as many people I in mean, that building as, as, as I can to just experience it. Yeah, but it's, the experience alone of seeing him live mm-hmm. and the energy. I mean, I felt it at WrestleCon. Yes, um, we've been lucky enough to feel it a few times. Yes, so but we know for, the, for for everybody in our market that hasn't had that opportunity, it's like God, you, you gotta can't. See him once. Yeah, you can't. I mean. And then it's hard coming from and us. Then try, and then trying to make it up to, there was a lot of hate from the New Japan shows because of the visa issues. Yes. Okay, so that that is one of the reasons that I pushed very hard to help New Japan kind of you know work this or smooth it out a little bit or whatever mm-hmm. the word is. Which so it was it was no one's fault. We'll no. put that out there. We I, we know that as fact. You can throw out your conspiracies and all and everything you want. We we were in like we, we weren't like directly involved in all that, but we know for a fact that it was visa issues because WrestleCon got hit with it the exact same way. Correct. And which I not common knowledge, but AEW got hit with it the exact same way. Correct. So that's that's we're not here to debate whether it was visa issues or not. And it wasn't late I've done a ton of research on yeah. visa since then and it's yeah. it's literally it's, it's insane. It's kinda of lightened up a little bit but from a federal point of view, but at the same time is you have to prove who you are as a company. Mm-hmm. You have to have that person signed to a year contract yep. to be able to bring them in for one day. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. Okay. So the way we do ours is it's it, the way this worked out is, you know, they're working here, here and here. Yeah. Here's the dates. Visas applied for, boom, mm-hmm. done. Okay, you're going to be in states how long? You're working these two shows. You're going to be in what two cities? Yep. Here's your hotel information. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of information that I have to provide up front yeah. on my side 
just to make it happen. Employees, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of hard. So I I handle everything with the office, and then they handle everything on their side. All right. Last question. Shoot. Then we're gonna take this thing home because I gotta work. What what happens if it succeeds? I'll probably cry. Well, yeah, I'm gonna hold you to that because I probably will too. You'll find me and Brian in a corner crying. I mean, there's been a few moments at PWX where I've cried. Cedric leaving. Yeah. Elijah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, uh, Do you feel emotion right now? Much so, yeah. Me too. Um, it's it's one of those where I'd rather, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those where I'm trying to picture one of the two in between. It's not in my hands. It's mm-hmm. in everybody else's, whether they decide well, to come or not. We, like we've, know, we've, gotten, we've I, gotten to the point where it's out of our hands now. Like yeah. we've done everything that we can do. And that's yeah. the hardest thing to do as a promoter or a business person or I mean, someone in the higher I anything up. else at this that is going to no. make that much of a change. I mean, we've got some stuff in play, you know, like what's today, the third? I don't yes. know what day. Okay. Yeah. okay, so we're recording this on the third. Sorry. It'll, it'll air on the July fourth. Air on July fourth. Everybody can listen to it while they get um, drunk and shoot fireworks. It's it's one of those things where it's okay. July fourth will be out. I mean, I'm a old school pound the sand, pound the pound the pavement. Yeah. Just like we did prior to the Young Bucks. Yeah. You know, to where it's like mm-hmm. passing a flyer, introducing myself to people I don't know, which sometimes makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. To to feel like a panhandler sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you're passing out. Just just hey, just take a look at yeah. it. And in like never one, been, one out of it one out of ten people are probably going to come. If that, if that, maybe it's, one out of twenty or thirty. It's one tenth of one person for every flyer you put out. Oh. Okay. Okay. So now you know why we're in the thousands for posters and the yeah. thousands. Yeah. Okay. I get it now. Okay, it's. I don't know why I've never asked that question. Whatever the number is, yeah, divide it by. Okay, so if you put out ten thousand postcards, you get one tenth of. You're going to get a hundred people to show up. Oh Jesus Christ! (laughs) Okay. Okay. So if you're and that's it, that's at a strategically located location. I can't remember who I'm quoting, but it's like postcards, flyers, everything. (laughs) It's you get a little bit better closing ratio. Talking in analytics, you get a little bit yeah. better closing ratio if someone can associate the smile, associate the interaction with that postcard gotcha. when they got it. Okay. So, um, so we've got you know tomorrow we'll be out at a bunch of fireworks places. Um, what's tomorrow? Thursday. Friday. Tomorrow's Thursday. Thursday. Then we have Friday. Friday. We'll be out at even more places. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday we'll be out at the ball at field. BB&T ballpark. Um, for that's in the night. evening. Okay, yeah. but like my day is going to start at five thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. making sure TV show, making sure that talent A makes it to channel B. Mm-hmm. I think I was requested to do channel so, C. Gotcha. Um, you know, making sure that this ad runs on this day from mm-hmm. this time to this time in this geofence location. I mean, it's it's at the point where I've got it down to kind of my arms around it. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'd rather teach myself how to do it than exactly. hire an agency to do it. Exactly. Because the agency doesn't have the personal connection to the connection product. to the product or the personal connection to the fans. Yeah. Because I mean, when I see my fans getting excited that hey, they're seeing advertisements all over the place. Yeah. And hey, I was driving down eighty five on my way to Carowinds. Saw a billboard. And saw a billboard or 
hey, I'm driving, you know, up 485 and I saw it twice in a row on two different yeah. billboards, it means I'm doing something right. Definitely. But they're one of my fans. Yeah. Now, the key is I'm trying to catch Joe Schmo, who's, who's never been to a PWX show, who's driving with his family. It's like, hey, did you see that? That looked pretty freaking cool. Was that Liger? You know, yeah. I mean, he's luckily a recognizable face. You know, when you try and describe to him to someone who doesn't know who he is, mm-hmm. and all I say is... The horns. Hulk Hogan with horns in Japan. in Japan. And they're like, that big? Oh, I'm like, that yeah, big. That big. Like, yeah. You know, so it's it's one of those things where I'm I'm excited, I'm scared, yeah. I'm nervous. You're I mean, everything a promoter should be. Um, but I'm confident in everything I've learned, and I've learned even more stuff that I couldn't get in place for this show. Yes. Um, I'm confident in the relationships that I've developed with people outside of the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. Which will assist us moving forward. Yes. Um, I'm confident. I'm definitely confident in our guys. The product. The the product. Yeah. You know, um, I'll never, ever not be confident in someone who works for us because most likely they'll never make it to that point. Yeah. Um, I've got to have, you know, or we got to have some type of belief in their abilities and their confidence and belief in their future. To be a part of the product, yeah. you know, or we're going to point them in a direction to get better, to get better, to come back and revisit the skin. And we, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, we've had guys come and go, come and go. Yeah. I mean, we've had, you know, and it's it's hard because it's like, I mean, I've, I've gotten a couple messages of people who don't want to come just to spite me and spite you. Yeah. Um, Good on them. Like, I mean, I just, I'd rather see them just be successful. Just go be successful. Well, I mean, not just that. I mean, it's it's one of those where if you want to come be a part of the evening, be a part of the evening. You may not work the show, but hey, yeah. guess what? You're going to see something special that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity Oh yeah, in and Charlotte on that, for people anywhere within three, four hours. On that, there's also like fans that don't like us. Uh, yeah. But it's like... I'll throw this out there. Yeah. For I mean, you can hate me Saturday. You can hate Brian Saturday. You can hate me Monday. Yeah. Or hate Brian Monday. Just put all that shit aside on Sunday and just be a part of it, man. Like that's that's I mean, there's there's no there's like I said, there's no in my mind there's no other feeling on Sunday for me from the time I get to that building at eight o'clock in the morning other than like we're giving these fans the greatest show they've ever seen in their life with one of the greatest talents they've ever seen in their life. And we're going to create moments. You ready? I'm ready. I'm emotional, but I'm ready. So you got me all choked up. Yeah. Man. Thanks. Appreciate it. That's the way it goes. So, I mean, it's, it's, but that's, I mean, that's, that, that's what it, that's what it boils down to. Whether you buy a floor seat, a balcony, a balcony seat, seat if I mean, if we sell out and you want to stand in in a hallway. in a hallway, I guarantee you, this will be the greatest show that myself personally has ever put on, and PWX as a company has ever produced. Thank you for sitting down with me, Ron. Patrick, appreciate it. Let's do this. Oof. I hope everybody's ready. It's going to be fun and crazy. Hell yeah. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Special Podcast. Find all of our 
old episodes at TuesdaySpecials.com. That's TuesdaySpecial.com. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. All right. Thank you. Yeah.